Welcome to season two of the ABCs to live your dope life. My name is Marin McHugh, and if you have not listened to any of the episodes yet, I highly encourage you to go back to season one and check out uh, a few of those episodes. Season two is going to be different. Uh, I'm actually, you know, opening up to this idea that this will be um, a season by season podcast that does change and grow and evolve based on the conversations I'm having, what I'm hearing from from you guys as feedback, what you want more of, what you want less of. Uh, and, and I'm also someone who just loves reflecting, you know, listening back to episodes, noticing the words I'm using repetitively or the tone of my voice. Uh, so I've, I've had lots of different insights into where I want this podcast to go. And season two is going to be interesting. So if you've listened to any of season one, at the end of every episode, I bring up a very similar question to each person I'm interviewing, and it's around their relationship with cannabis or plant medicine. And after that, I open up the invitation for a second conversation to take place where we ingest a little bit of something or are out in nature and cultivating a sense of high to then dive back into a conversation and capture it for you guys to listen to. Now, of course, that comes with some interesting um, pieces and context to take care of, and every single person has a different relationship to cannabis and plant medicine and the notion of being high or higher levels of consciousness in general. So I don't think I'm going to be moving through people in the same order as season one, but my goal is to circle back to each person and I'm really feeling out what will support the flow. So one of the things that I really learned during this first season through my own contemplation and conversation around getting high was that actually I don't want to get high, I want to be high. And to really play with the difference there that it, it's about your intention before you partake or ingest or experience. It's about the environment you're in. It, it, to me, it really is looking at, am I partaking in this experience to avoid something? Is it to suppress something that I don't want to feel? Uh, or is this to help illuminate and go deeper and play bigger? And it's a fine line. You know, there is such thing as getting too high, which I talk about in the first episode with Krista. Uh, and, you know, it's something that you kind of have to play with and, and really feel safe in the situation. So again, each of these recordings for this second season are going to be vastly different. And I'm really excited to see how that unfolds. So one of the other things that I learned from season one is the importance, at least for season two, for me to ask more questions and hold space for the person I am interviewing. I did notice that I, in a few of the other episodes, uh, I, I really wanted to share a lot of my story as well. And that's something that I really had to sit with and look at of, is that the intention of this podcast? Is that what I want to continue practicing. Of course, there's a time and a place for it, and, and it can really support and um, 
increase the impact of the conversation when there's a good banter back and forth. But I was noticing a, a fine line where uh, I would take over a little too much and just noticing how that felt in my body when not only in the experience of it, but after the fact, listening back. So for season two, I am deliberately making that conscious effort to sit back and, and honor the person that I'm with and really give them the microphone, the stage, and do everything I can to, to support them in unpacking what they want to share and to dig in a little deeper so that even if we don't end up talking about a lot of different things, there's depth and there's quality to it. So that's something you can expect in season two as well. Now another big theme that you're going to hear in this season is tensegrity. And if you go back to season one and listen to the episode with Christine Wuschke, you'll get a nice introduction to tensegrity. But over the last you know, four or so months since I recorded that episode with Christine and uh, you know, she introduced me to that concept a couple years ago. So it's been slowly building and changing the way that I perceive things, the way I move, the way I think. And it's become uh, the foundation of how I'm, I'm really looking at everything. Tensegrity is about the balance of opposing forces. It, it started as understanding a type of architecture to see how two opposing forces can lean in on each other. And if you create a whole structure with that as the foundation, every piece leaning in, it creates exponential strength where a force or load in one area of the structure is actually held by the entire structure. It makes it strong, it makes it flexible, it makes it adaptive. And what's true on one level is true on all levels. So when we understand that in the material world of, of architecture, and then we can start understanding how that works as a holographic understanding of the body, of opposing forces, and how we can actually create like a spring-like sensation by being in our body and crouching down and feeling that force, that load, and then jumping up. It also helps with understanding the mental realm of being able to hold opposing emotions uh, seemingly opposite concepts and actually expanding out to recognize that there's power in holding both. And what's fascinating about tensegrity is that when the balance occurs, these two opposing forces in whatever realm, when they meet, when they find integrity, there's an emergent property. Something that wasn't there before suddenly emerges because of this integrity of balance. So in the material world with architecture, the emergent property is volume. It could be strength, right? Uh, when it comes to the mental realm or the emotional realm, by holding pairs of opposites, expanding out and recognizing I'm not good or bad, I'm both, there's a spectrum. You know, I, I love this person and they make me so angry and I can hold space for both. You know, in this moment, I can feel sad, and yet I can also feel hopeful. And when we play with finding the equal and opposing force, emotion, sensation, thought, anything, that's when we create that emergent property of peace, expansiveness, presence, love, 
you know, the list goes on. It could be so many different things. And in a lot of the episodes in season one, this theme came up without us even talking about tensegrity, whether it was non-dualism or talking about the balance of fear and love. Uh, it's all about tensegrity. And I want to bring that back into every episode in this season as a little bit of structure. So, you know, as I mentioned, I, I have recorded one episode so far, other than this one, uh, for season two, and that's with Krista Ryerson, and that will come out next week. And it was a really fun conversation. I knew she was a great person to start with uh, because we're so similar, and we are just excited about this world we're living in and the work we're doing and what we're learning and how we're showing up and uh, we're just mirrors of each other in many different ways and I knew she would be able to just dive into this with it with me without really having much structure so it was perfect for me it really helped me actually get access to well where would some structure actually be really helpful in this and so moving forward after this next episode, uh, you will start noticing some patterns of some structure within this open-ended, grandiose, higher level of consciousness conversation uh, that you're going to be hearing over the next several weeks. So another thing that has really been a big part of my life in these last few months is breath work. And man, I... It's my perspective on how I'm breathing, why I'm breathing in a certain way, and what I can do to retrain my body to find tensegrity with the carbon dioxide and the oxygen in my body. Um, that's been a huge one for me as well, and I want to make sure that that's something that really uh, gets planted as a seed in your mind as well. So I'm hoping... Um, that I, I've got a couple of my guests in mind that I think I'll be able to dive into that conversation. So I don't want to get into too much detail at this point. But what I will tell you is that, you know, for so long, I'll speak for myself, that I, I believed that I needed to bring in more oxygen so that I could have more energy. And that if I'm feeling depleted or lethargic or falling into that hypo-aroused pattern that I've spoken to a few times on this podcast as well, that what I need in those moments is more oxygen. And what I have discovered through my continued research and practice and facilitation is that we actually pretty much have a cap of how much oxygen our body can take in. So you could be breathing deeper, uh, but your body's not actually going to be able to utilize that oxygen. There's a certain cap that we don't need more oxygen than, than this amount. And what's missing is that balance of CO2 so that we have enough oxygen, um, sorry, we, we need enough CO2 in our body so the oxygen can be utilized. And part of my shutdown response that I've been so fascinated with now for years of trying to figure out what's the missing link here? I'm so aware, I can watch myself move into a shutdown response and I'm you know, just a little bit baffled of like, what's missing, what do I not get? And as soon as this understanding of the importance of CO2 tolerance came into my life, things started shifting drastically. 
I now have very specific breath techniques that I'm using throughout the day when I notice I'm starting to rise up into hyperarousal or if I notice that dip down into hypoarousal. There are different breath holds and rhythmic techniques to retrain your body to recognize that CO2 is a good thing. <laughs> you don't need to dispel it. You don't need to get rid of it. And actually just taking these long, deep breaths as if that's what's going to calm you down for a lot of people is actually doing the opposite. So if you're someone who identifies as ADD or has struggled with chronic anxiety or stress, I really implore you to listen through to this uh, season. There are going to be a lot of really important gems about how you can understand your breath patterns and how you can meet them and shift them to create a new equilibrium in your body. And, and that's been a big one for me as well, is just recognizing that, you know, it's, it's great when you're aware and you can be conscious of your thoughts and conscious of how you're breathing, but we can't, well, at least not for me at this point, I can't be totally conscious and aware all day long. And what I've noticed is that as soon as I go on autopilot, I'm shifting back into these habits of breathing that are not serving me. And while I've done so much work in changing what I think about and opening my mind to perceive things in new ways and noticing when I move into that contracted state, you know, I'm still noticing that I still slide into that occasionally. And understanding CO2 tolerance, um, again, only in the last two weeks of really deliberately doing this every single day, I have noticed huge impacts in my ability to stay aware, to not get wrapped up in the story my mind is telling and actually just move into my body with compassion and love and curiosity, start shifting my breath and then recognizing right away, there I am. Oh yeah, that's not actually a big deal. Oh, that thing I blew up about, nope, not a problem. So. You know, I am finding that I'm uh, apologizing quicker to my husband. Uh, I'm, I'm catching myself quicker before, you know, I really lose it. And even when I lose it, it's different. I'm so aware of it as it's happening. I'm watching this unfold. I'm choosing love every single moment and softening these emotional charges that used to really take a grip on me and make me feel like a victim in my life. You know, so as I've been practicing more and more of this breath work and paying more attention to what I'm feeling, what I'm noticing in my body, I've also become more aware that I'm, I do occasionally have panic attacks. And for years, I've been overriding what I'm feeling. So even in those moments when I start feeling panic of, you know, I don't, I have a plan to meet up with a friend, and then all of a sudden I feel panicked about it, like I can't do it. Or you know, I'm, I'm meeting up with my family and same thing. I feel panic, like it's not the right thing to do. And my rational mind knows that actually connecting with people, of course, is so important. And it's not, it's not a panic around, um, you know, the pandemic that's happening. It's not about that. This is something different where I'm feeling myself pull away from things that I actually know I love. And I recognize that I've, because of my sheer force and will and discipline, I've been able to get by for many years by overriding what I feel and, you know, just telling myself, oh, don't, don't listen to that, just tell a new story, do something different. And while that works sometimes, it doesn't work all the time. 
And I've really started to look at that and recognize the difference between overriding and regulating. And I am just regulating myself all day long now and loving the process. You know, when you really understand what you're doing and why, it makes it more fun. I'm not just throwing darts in the dark anymore. I have a very clear understanding of why I'm doing breath holds, why I'm breathing in a certain pattern. And uh, yeah, I'm just excited to dive deeper into that because the more you can hear about it and from different perspectives, different words, the more you're gonna understand it. And that's really how it was for me. You know, I first time I learned about CO2 tolerance was a couple years ago. And I still remember listening and feeling like there are some gems in here. I just don't get it. I don't understand. Like, why? Why is this important? How does this fit into the whole? And I had to go through that several times, watching videos, going to breath workshops, taking trainings, asking questions, doing my own research. And something in the last month, it's just clicked. It's popped. The tensegrity is there. I see it. I see the whole picture now. And I... Uh, I just feel like this is a gift that everyone in the world needs to understand and know. Now, another, obviously, over these last few months, there's been, you know, this pandemic going on. We're struggling universally in the conversation around wearing masks. Black Lives Matter is a huge um People are trying to figure out how to navigate. How do I be an ally? How do I pay attention to my own cognitive bias? How do I, how do I not buy into systemic racism? These are deep, complex issues that we need to be willing to continue to talk about and stumble through. And I want to share and and really give more resources for other people to understand how you can approach these things in a way that is humble and community-oriented. I'm, I'm hoping that lots of gems throughout this season will land for you, and um, if you have any questions, anything that you're curious about, whether it's something specific for one of my guests from season one, or a question for me, or just a question in general that's been coming up for you consistently, let me know. I would love to be able to build that into these conversations and see what arises. Um, the possibilities are endless with this season. We're really going big. We're moving into a state of pure being, accessing, higher levels of consciousness and sharing flow as it moves through us in conversation. So I'll leave it at that. I'm really excited for this season to kick off. Um, as I said, it's still unfolding. I don't even know what it's really going to look like, and I'm just trusting that it's going to be exactly what it needs to be. So join me for this journey. I'm so excited to get started. All right, see you later. Thanks so much for listening. You can find me on social media at Dopamine, that's D-O-P-E-A-M-E, -E, or on my website under that same title, dopamine.com. Please subscribe to this podcast if you enjoyed it, and do not hesitate to reach out if you have questions or comments. I would love to hear what you want to learn more about. So until next time, love big and play big. Peace.